Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's your Daily Dose of Donna, and happy Monday. Welcome back to the show. Today is July 31st. We are finishing up July, going into August. August is the eighth month, right? So we are officially, officially on the tail end of 2023. August is also a crazy month because my kids don't start school until the end of August, which when I was a kid, I started school in September. So I feel like you know, August is still early, but in LA USD at like most of the schools around here, they start August 14th or 15th. That's crazy early. That's like feels very summer. Now, August is also Lance's birthday month, shout out. And um, August is also a Taylor Swift day, August 5th. I'm going to see Taylor Swift. Super excited about that. Um, August 8th, I'm doing something really exciting and I'll share about that next week. And there's just like fun things happening. So welcome to the show. For those of you guys that don't know who I am, I am Donna Bowling. I host a daily uh, podcast and YouTube show called Daily Dose of Donna where we break down all kinds of fun things, celebrity gossip and pop culture and reality TV and all the things that I obsess over um, that I want to talk about 24-7 all the time. So I had a great weekend with you guys, uh, started with you guys on Friday. Those of you that are part of the Patreon, I did an all Patreon, all level happy hour Zoom just because so many of you guys joined and um, and it was really, really such a fun time just to hang out, have a couple drinks, talk to you, see you. We talked about so many good things. It was great. And then went on to the weekend and we went out on a date night, my husband and I, we had a steak night. And then last night we went to see Barbie again. I'm telling you, I love Barbie. Okay. I saw Barbie on uh, Monday, last Monday with my kids and my husband, Lance, you guys know Lance was like, WTF, I want to see Barbie. We actually had another couple um, that we're friends with and their kids. So we all went to Barbie. I liked it better the second time. If you haven't seen Barbie, I highly recommend. I just think it's such an enjoyable two hours and the music is so fun. We had a great time great time. Although one thing happened in this movie theater, I've become old and I'll explain to you why I'm old. Because there were teenagers who were running amok in this movie theater. And we went to the Sherman Oaks Galleria, which is, it's not like a luxury movie theater, but it's a nice theater. Like it's reserved seats. It's very, um, it's not cheap, you know, whatever. And there's all these like older, oh, big brother. Yeah, we'll talk about that. There's all these like teenagers running in the front row back and forth. One of them was like dancing, kept going up and down. One time they went and touched the screen. Then, then during America Ferreira's monologue, which if you guys have seen the movie, um, America Ferreira has this beautiful monologue about being a woman and how hard it is to be a woman, et cetera. During the monologue, some young kid, this is not the same teenager group, some young kid goes to the front of the theater and probably just to go pee and goes through the emergency exit and the entire theater is like, eh, 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 eh. And I was like, no. Like I was, it stopped. But I, if that was my kid, I don't know if I would, I would be like, that's not mine. 
She's not here with me. Like, I don't know her. How embarrassed would you be? Full theater, packed, packed. And then we had Cheesecake Factory for dinner. It's been a while. Those avocado egg rolls always hit. They hit the spot. So I had a nice, beautiful weekend today. My kids went off to a new camp for the week. Big drive, long uh, morning, and now I'm back. Oh, you guys, exciting news. I'm going to be working with an interior designer who's going to help me redo my office here. And so you're going to meet him um, on my Instagram and stuff. His name is Dan. He has a YouTube show also. He's awesome. So I'm excited to guys to take you guys through that because I have no um, idea about interior design. As you can see, I've like repainted the back of my wall here because it was getting scuffed by my chair. He said wallpaper in the back is going to be the move. Let's see, YouTube. What do you guys think? Um, I wish it was Jeff Lewis. He actually knows Jeff Lewis, but it's not Jeff. Can you imagine if I was like, oh, I hired some guy. I don't know if you know him. His name's Jeff Lewis. Just to do my $500 budget room. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, it's so, it's, it's really fun. If you guys haven't subscribed already on YouTube, subscribe. This is a fun time. And there's always new content. We always have so much going on. And of course, the Facebook group. Oh my God, you guys killed me in the Facebook group this week. We started talking about mother-in-laws and the reason why is because one of the stories we need to touch on is the big news of, I think this happened on Saturday, Lisa Hochstein from Real Housewives of Miami. If you haven't watched uh, Miami Housewives, you have to. It is so, so good. Yes, Chris, I'm going to be uh, filming for the channel. And it is, it's so good. Miami. It's like an amazing cast. I was late to it, but then I caught up and I like binged two seasons in a row. So last season, very famously, there was a hot mic moment where Lenny Hochstein, her husband, plastic surgeon, douche galore, but also, you know, rich beyond belief, was mic'd during a party. And he's in another room. The camera's not even on him. But those mics hear everything, right? And they hear him talking to a buddy and he starts talking about the girl that he's in love with, not his wife. This is during a party and they're shooting. So the cameras are filming like the hallway because they're walking, but you hear the, um, the uh, oh my God, Darlene, that's so funny. I'm not going to say it out loud, but that's so funny. Um, you hear him talking to his buddy. He says a couple things. He says that he wants to get a divorce, that he's not in love with Lisa anymore. He says that he is, he doesn't sleep with his wife anymore because if he sleeps with Lisa, his wife, he feels like he's cheating on the the person he actually loves. <gasps> Sorry, I thought it was a remote. Oh my God, right? Like awful. It was so dramatic. And the best part about Real Housewives of Miami this last season is no matter what drama they were going through, no matter who was annoyed with who, she shows up a couple days after this happens and he breaks up with her. She shows up to some sort of group event and she's crying and she's like, he wants to leave me. He's kicking us out of the house. And it was so sad. And the way that this group of women just bounded together, like they banded together. It was literally one of those like female first, like, I don't care about all the drama. If a man is screwing with you, we're going to come in and like hold your hand. And they got so mad. They got so pissed. And then of course, yes, later on, uh, Celeb Fails says the confrontation in the club, they went to some um, F1 race or whatever I think it was. And the white, that girlfriend was there and she like licked her lips like he's mine. Now this is the craziest thing, you guys. 
She had a birthday on Saturday. She's moved on. It looks like she seems to be pretty happy. She's got a very, very handsome um, boyfriend. And she's still living in this gorgeous, huge home. I don't understand exactly their, you know, their agreements right now, but they're technically still married. They have not fully gotten a divorce. And in the end of the season, towards the end, the mom, I'm sorry, the mother-in-law, her mother-in-law, which is Lenny's mother, Marina, very strong accent, I think Russian. They're sitting there and they have multiple scenes during the end of this Miami Housewives where Marina's like, I don't even recognize my son. He's not talking to me. He's not letting me in the house. I am so sorry. I love you. I will be there with you. Like they, Lisa and her mother-in-law were teaming up essentially. Like we have each other's backs. I don't know. He's going through some sort of midlife crisis. And it was actually really lovely to see. And then at the end of the season, we started to see some indications that she didn't feel that way. The mother-in-law said a comment to Lisa, something along the lines of, well, if you didn't leave him so often to travel, or, well, you actually kind of let him, you gave him the opportunity to do this because you went away. It's so wrong, right? So anyway, we all started to realize that Marina was definitely that, that's Lenny's mother, was definitely turning against Lisa. And sure enough, and we can talk about this separately because being a mother of two sons, it's very, very challenging. Like, I can't imagine what she must be going through. You have to remember that, like, he's actually her son and he probably pays for her life, right? So there's a little bit of a weird situation there. Over the weekend on Saturday, this mf -er, this Lenny Hochstein, dork galore in his, uh, you know, Jordans and like socks and cargo shorts gets on one knee in the most beautiful background in Spain to his stick skinny, 10 foot tall model mistress girlfriend and proposes to her. And of course she posts it all over. She has a ring the size of, you know, my cup here. Okay. So this is on her finger, huge ring. And they, they mention it everywhere. And this is on Lisa's birthday. And Lisa posts about it saying, congratulations to my current husband and his, or like my not yet ex-husband and um, his mistress on their engagement, something along those lines. Oh my God, her shoes, right? Yeah. She was so, she looked ridiculous. Number one, if you travel in Europe, I don't know about you guys, but I was just in Greece. You cannot wear heels. Any of these places, the streets are not perfectly paved. It's cobblestone. You're not walking around in crazy heels. Like she knew she was getting proposed to. She's wearing white and she put on those heels for that photo op. It's ridiculous. Exactly. It's stones everywhere. You're not wearing those shoes around town unless you want it fall flat on your face. Marina, mother-in-law extraordinaire, goes on there and she decides that she is going to comment, congratulations. I don't have it right in front of me, so I'm not going to, you know, word for word it. But congratulations to you. Um, you know, unlike your last uh, woman, I'm sure this, this, this woman will be, you know, amazing, essentially. Like, she basically dogged Lisa so badly. Disgusting. Awful. So sad. Not a fan. Not a fan. Right? Um, that being said, can't wait to watch the next season of Miami. Now I asked you guys on the Facebook page, tell me your worst mother-in-law or in-law stories because I don't have any. I mean, I, I could tell you some stories, but essentially Lance doesn't have a relationship at all with his father. Um, 
similar to me. And his mother um, is, I would say, like, almost, she's there, but she's never, she's not there, if that makes sense. Okay, that's all I'll say about that. You guys killed me with your mother-in-law stories, okay? Killed me. I'm just going to read, like, two of them. I'm not going to put your names on because I don't know if you guys want me to say it on a podcast. But um, one person said, my ex-mother-in-law treated my friend bad on Facebook. I apologize saying, sorry, my mother-in-law obviously has zero Facebook etiquette. She called me and said she hoped I drowned in the ocean and die when I was leaving for vacay the next day. We always got along fine before that. Oh, and every time she came over, she would switch my toilet paper the opposite direction. You guys, I would die. Um, there was a lot about like a mother-in-law that went to weddings in white. Uh, my mother-in-law once called my 16-year-old daughter an a sloot, if you know what I mean. S-L blank T. Um, my mother-in-law tried to rip my almost two-year-old out of my hands when I was pregnant. Um, there are so many, you guys. My mother-in-law is weirdly trying to manipulate everyone into giving her a kidney, not asking, just giving details, just emotional manipulation. You guys, there's a lot about drinking. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, it's a, it's an interesting story, okay? It's an interesting story. All I'm going to say is that it teaches me as a mother of a son that I better be, or two sons, that I better be a good-ass mother-in-law because I don't want to be written about on a Facebook page. I'll be written about in other ways, I'm sure, but hopefully not as a mother-in-law. Um, so, okay, there's that. So that's that's that was a big story this weekend. Now, let's talk about Bethany for five. I know. I know Bethany Frankel does not leave my mouth because Bethany Frankel does not leave our site, right? Like it, I'm not making it up when I tell you that Bethany Frankel is legitimately everywhere. And on Friday, she comes out with this Variety article or Hollywood Reporter. She doesn't come out with it, but it comes out basically saying um, she hired Mark Garagos, who was a very big um, criminal attorney. And he famously represented, um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, he famously represented Scott Peterson, I want to say, who ended up, you know, who killed his wife, Lacey, and is in jail. And then it was a variety, yes. And then um, she also hired Brian Friedman, I want to say, who's like a big entertainment attorney. And she has decided that she is going to really now become the spokesperson for this reality union. And it's it's tough, you guys, because in reality, I don't think it's a horrible idea for the reasons that, you know, reality stars and the crews deserve great treatment and they deserve to be treated fairly and this and this and that. I want to know who currently is on a reality show successfully and wants to join forces with Bethany on this? Or is everyone that wants to join forces with Bethany former reality stars? The reason why I say this is because I was listening to Tamara from OC, Tamara Judge, on Danny Pellegrino this morning. And um, it's a sweet interview. It's just a little bit, it's a little short interview about, you know, the season and what's going on there. And she said, I, I think it's important and I'm not against the idea of this. However, you can't even get one cast of Real Housewives to work together for their salary 
what makes you think that we're going to all band together and work together for this? And even Tamara, who is a current reality star, straight up said, at the end of the day, there's a few housewives that are, you know, stand out and amazing and, you know, whatever. And then most of them are replaceable. And she's not wrong. Like, that's the thing. She is absolutely 100% correct when she says that. Reality stars and of course, once in a while, you're going to find a diamond, right? You're going to find the diamonds. You're going to find the Ninis and the and the um, Vickies and the Tamras and the uh, Teresas and the um, – I'm, I'm like – I'm blinking a little bit because I've been up since 4.30. But like those big names on all the shows that you kind of can't do a show without. The Cherise, the – Cherie? The, um, you know, Kyle Richards, like whatever. That being said, Portia, that being said, you'll always find new ones, right? Like personalities come at you all the time. I can go to my gym right now and I can find three people from my gym class that are going to be incredible reality stars. So the problem here is that what they don't understand is it is 100% replaceable and we will never know what we're missing. If people decide like they only want to be union and they don't want to audition for reality shows, there's going to be enough people that are good enough for reality and that are good personalities that are going to make it work. Like there's always more. There's always more. It's people. It's not – you don't need a skill in the sense of like school. You don't need to go to acting classes. You don't need to have an amazing ability to write like the like the writers and the actors to be an actor a sag actor that like is in these movies and to be a writer for the most part you have to have a really strong talent that is not easy it's not easy to be an actor it's not easy to be a writer but it's easy to be yourself and there's always going to be some crazy ass person so it feels a little bit like fighting the fight for why um all i know is that like when lisa rena is the only person that is out speaking like how much supportive they are or how much support they're giving to you. If that's, if Lisa Rinna is the only one, like that's not a good sign. Sorry. I just don't think that's a good sign. Like if you got some like really legitimate strong housewives that people really truly respected and that were still on the show, I think we would look at it maybe a little bit differently. So do I think that this is going to actually happen? Maybe. Yeah, like Nini spoke out as well, which is also, again, a former reality star who has an issue with Bravo. These are all people that are not in cahoots and aren't going to get a reality show on Bravo anymore right? And like, let's be honest on any show, because if, if Nini has sued Bravo, which we know, right? Nini has sued Bravo and Andy Cohen. Most reality star, most uh, production companies are not going to want to work with her. That's dangerous, right? Most production companies would maybe be nervous to work with Bethany. Not only is she now against them and like ready to take them down, but she's also proven to not have strong success on these shows that she's done. She's done a few different shows now since Housewives and they're not successful, you know? And um, and Lisa Rinna also the same. It's like, it's kind of like been there, done that. So it's an interesting situation. Um, it was more people. Alex says it was more people, but they're scared of NDA. So not saying publicly people on Southern Charm. Well, that could be it too. So they're scared to get fired. And that's the, at the end of the day, like, Unfortunately, you speak out about this stuff, Bravo's going to find someone new. That's it. 
and people are getting paid really, really well. Reality stars, you guys, in this day and age, maybe not on like a random, you know, network or production company, but if you're on a Bravo show, you're getting paid well. I don't care if it's season one or season, obviously the more you do, but even season one, you're getting paid better than you would would if you're not on that show. And it's going to enhance all your businesses and your socials, and you're going to get hired for brand deals, and you're going to get your name in more people's faces. It's a win to be on a reality show for an act, for a person. It's a win. Right? Like even the villains are more successful afterwards than they were before. Okay, so um so yes, Bethany has been going all in. Obviously, we talked about this last Friday about how she, you know, kind of changed her tune on the Jill Zarin thing, um, how everyone was really excited about the thing that she did with Jill, the reunion, and then she all of a sudden like turned on it and was talking about, kind of talking badly about it. You know, we saw, I saw a comment, I, I saw a comment on Bethany. Okay, let's talk about this Bethany production deal. And Celeb Fail has, has posted a really amazing um, video that they put together on TikTok. Um with like a lot of different instances of this. I'm not out there trying to like take her down, but I don't like when people are blatantly lying in our faces. So on this Instagram post where she talked about, you know, going to union, going to the union uh, and creating a union around reality, someone had commented, can you please explain what's going on here? Because we know that you were in a production deal with this reality show called Momsters. I believe that's what it was called. Momsters? And this reality, this this production deal was specifically with this one girl, Bunny Hedaya, H-E-D-A-Y-A. She's got a big following on TikTok and on, on Instagram. And it was leaked that this contract was very, very, um, it, it was very one-sided. It was leaning towards the producer and the studio's benefit. And it was really taking advantage of the talent. Oh, she wanted to call it momsters. Momsters. And she she was totally part of this. This was a deal that she was putting together and it didn't end up happening. And she is now saying on her comments that she never did any reality contract ever before with talent. The truth is, okay, so she was sued by Monster Energy for trademark infringement because she was saying Momster. Oh, that's interesting. So I guess Monster owns Momster. But they, the problem here is that there's proof that she did this contract. Maybe not Bethany Frankel, but Bethany Frankel's production company, Bethany Frankel's lawyers, Bethany Frankel, the people who are representing Bethany Frankel did these deals and these contracts with these women and they were completely, um, you know, they would have done exactly what she's trying to say that Bravo's doing to people, that networks are doing to people, which is why this whole thing feels so um, self-serving because it's do as I say, not as I do. And that part about her, I don't, I don't think is relatable. I think a lot of people really struggle with that because if she straight up said, you know what? I was a producer on a few different reality shows and I didn't realize, but now 
a few years later, let me look back and realize like it, it, it really is bad. Cause I think that that's actually really important. I think it, she should be saying, I also learned how bad these contracts were when I was a producer. Then we would all feel a little bit more, you know, oh, she really does have our back. But the fact that she's saying, I have never um, done a deal like this. And then Bunny DM'd me personally after I posted that. And she goes, that's weird because she sent me a cease and desist. So do you guys remember when Bethany sent two creators on TikTok a cease and desist? She sent Meredith Lynch, who I love, and she sent Bethany, Bethany, Bunny Hedea. Two creators cease and desists. It was really, really awful. And it showed a lot of people aside of Bethany that they didn't like, myself included. Um, Bunny got a cease and desist during that time. And it got sent to her house. And she said, I got a cease and desist at my house. And the only way she has my house, my information is because of the contract that we did for Momsters. So we have a problem here. When you have someone that is habitually spinning. There's a great post. I'll share it um, on my on my Facebook group or in my stories too. Um, from this one account, one of my followers sent it to me and it's called your bish therapist or your therapist. She doesn't have a lot of followers, you guys, like under 5,000 followers. And she Okay, Celeb Fail says, to be clear, she never signed the contract, but that's irrelevant. Who, Bethany didn't? Or Bunny didn't. I don't think the contract was ever signed, but it was presented. It was presented. But she didn't say, I never signed a contract. She said, I've never done a contract, correct? Bunny didn't. Okay. Hold on, I'm seeing something. She said something to the effect that she tried to shop around the new Roni with the name Powerful. Yes, she said that. <laughs> she said that to Jill Zarin because everything has to be her idea, right? She created cottage cheese and the margarita. And rosé. Everything's her idea. So, um, so powerful. Can you imagine watching a show? Um, honey, I can't. I have to watch Powerful. Um, so, yes, she's denying any involvement that she had in producing a reality show. And it's just like, it's crazy because there's receipts everywhere. You cannot, you can't do something and deny it when we know that there's – now, she's using her words very carefully because I bet you there is a way that she can say, well, it wasn't me. It was my lawyer's manager, you know? But it's all connected, right? It's all connected, and we know that, and that's that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Okay, so, um, so Bethany. So at the end of the day – oh, yeah, this therapist – it's a, it's an amazing post. And basically what she does is I listen to this podcast. I've been following her on social and I really dove, dove deep. And she essentially says like what Bethany is struggling with and why she's just like talking about everything and throwing spaghetti at the wall and doing this and then doing that and doing it in a very chaotic way. And also very polarizing, like eating seafood, like shoving crab in your mouth in a hotel room, which you know is going to turn a lot of people off. And then a lot of people are going to feel very, um, you know, like entertained by it. And then, you know, she says a lot of things that get a lot of people riled up, et cetera, et cetera. And it really, she believes this therapist is like, I believe it's child, you know, it's all stemming from childhood trauma, from not getting enough love, from feeling this, from feeling that. And it's, there's a whole description from an actual therapist. It's such an amazing post. So I'll post that on my uh, Facebook group right after this. And then I'll also post it on my stories. Um, 
because I think you guys need to see it. It's really, really crazy. Um, okay, so can someone make a show about influencers? I want to see how unhinged their lives are making TikToks. That would be an amazing idea, right? Um, oh, okay. So Bethany's using the words, it was softly scripted, not reality. A reality show is a reality show is a reality show. That's like saying selling sunset is not a reality show. Yes, technically it's softly scripted, but it's a reality show by any, you know, by any account. That's it. Um, Okay, a couple other little tidbits of stuff. Let's talk for five about Kyle and Morgan, Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade. So Kyle Richards was in Aspen this weekend um, with Morgan Wade. Morgan Wade was up there uh, producing, sorry, performing at um, an event up in Aspen. Now, TMZ had spotted them shopping or someone had spotted them shopping earlier in the week, last week, and they were hanging out with other friends. So it just, there was no like hugging and kissing, but you could see that they're actually hanging out. They're clearly still in contact. And Kyle even posted about Morgan's concert on her stories. Now we find out today that Kyle is producing a documentary about Morgan. I mean, I want to see that contract. Is I want to see that contract. It is so weird. Does Morgan Wade probably have an interesting life? Absolutely. But why didn't we know about this ever? Why have we not seen cameras following them? It feels very much like I want to continue. Okay, you guys are going to think I'm crazy. What if it's, you know how when you have a crush on someone and you want to spend time with them, but you kind of can't do it publicly? Maybe, okay, so maybe you're having an affair, right? Or maybe you're hanging out with someone that you shouldn't be. If you know that people are following you and cameras are following you, is it possible that you decide that you're going to start doing something under the guise of work so that you have a reason and an excuse to always have to be together, right? Like, hey, let's go to the same gym. Let's produce this show. Let's end up at the same event. It's... To me, that's my go-to like feeling because Kyle is not a documentary producer. She's never produced a documentary as far as I'm concerned. So this seems so strange that it would come up out of nowhere. Um, What I also thought was a little weird – oh, oh. So there was this other guy and a couple people have posted about this. There was another guy who used to be on Southern Charm Atlanta. Am I making that up? Or like another Southern Charm that I've never watched. And she – and he – is in Aspen and he was on his stories and I screen recorded it too, but he was on his stories and he said, I am in Aspen and I think it's his partner that he's talking about. We ran into Kyla and Morgan. They are definitely a couple. They are hugging, they're kissing. We were talking to them. They are at, oh, Southern Charm, New Orleans. Is that it? They, um, Candace Cameron Burr, is that you? Drink. No, it's not. But I'm so hydrated because you guys think I'm DJ Tanner. So thank you. Um, so uh, so they end up – so he ends up hanging out with Kyla Morgan two times, he said. He said he ran into them twice around town. He's like, they are absolutely a couple. You guys, I told you this months ago. I've heard it from a variety of sources. It's crazy to me that they're not just saying it. It feels very weird. It feels very – Maybe Savannah. I don't know. It feels very clickbaity. It's like, 
What's going on there? Now, I thought this was also a little weird. Mauricio liked a Morgan Wade post from like last week. So is he on board? He's on board with this couple? Is it because he has someone else too? Guys, I need to know. And I really hope we find out on the next season of Beverly Hills. I hope that they don't just like skirt around this issue. I mean, we have not seen one big happy family. I mean, maybe they're sister wives. Maybe PK's involved too and their brother husbands. Oh, remember how I mentioned to you guys that Dorit and Kyle hadn't been like chatting with each other online and there wasn't a lot of like conversation there? Dorit did comment on Kyle Richards' post about her daughters. Kyle posted like a big collage about her daughters and how proud she is of them. And Dorit was like, this is so beautiful or something along those lines with a kissy heart face. So maybe they're cool. Maybe they're cool. Maybe this was just like Dorit not being very good on social media. Um, Alex is holding out hope that Mauricio and Kyle get back together. Listen, I would love for them to get back together, but clearly they're not scratching each other's itch. You know, I'm not just saying that like in a physical way, but it sounds to me like emotionally they need, well, she is needing something else. I mean, I just think, I just think, you know, this man that said that they're absolutely a couple He is not saying that this is a reason or not, but he is a gay man. And I just don't think with 20-some thousand followers on his Instagram that he would go on there and say, you guys, they're definitely a couple. It was during the day. It wasn't like a drunk night. He talked to them, right? I don't know. It just feels like why would he lie about that? I don't know. We'll see. You guys will see. Um, and then one last little news, and then I'm going to be done. Ariana and Tom filmed together finally, but just not the two of them. Do we even care about this anymore? They were at the Belmont, which is a local bar here in LA on La Cienega. It's just kind of up the street, around the corner and up the street from Sir. And um, he is, Sandoval is talking to Schwartz on one side, and then Ariana and Katie walk in, and Schwartz says like, something to Sandoval, which makes Sandoval turn and look at Ariana and she doesn't even look his way. So we know that they're like in the same bar shooting. Oh, 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 you guys, you guys heard it from a source here. Okay. Heard it from a source. Donna says gay people have platonic relationships too. Absolutely. But why would he say they're definitely a couple? Clearly there was some sort of probable PDA. I don't think you say there are definitely, sorry, I'm going back to Kyle. I just, I really want to be clear about this. This is not, this has nothing. I hang out with my girlfriends all the time and I don't think ever someone would be like Donna is in a relationship with her. I think people would say that if maybe I was kissing and hugging, right? I'm sorry. I just think, okay, guys, you heard it here first. I have a source. Rachel is not coming back on Vanderpump Rules. Okay. It's crazy. After all of this, she's not coming back this season. A hundred percent. So is this a good thing for her? A hundred percent. Is this probably a lot to do with some sort of a financial reason? A hundred percent. She is not coming back on Vanderpump Rules. I heard it from a source who is so close connected to this. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I was like 100% and they were like 100% not on the season. 
which I kept thinking that she was going to do some last minute, like show up in the season finale final episode, which could still, I guess, happen. But as of right now, production is almost over for the season. Ain't no Rachel not happening. So there you go. Graham Gate put the nail in the coffin. I 100% agree. I think maybe she was considering it, but everything with the dog and everyone that was going crazy, like, okay, now we hated you already and now with the dog, she needs to just not. It would have never ended up well. These girls would never have given her the chance that they're giving Tom. Um, I'm not judging that. I'm just saying the truth. They have history with Tom, you know? Um, That being said, Will Vanderpump Rules be a good show this season? TBD. Guys, Big Brother is coming back this week. I have on my Facebook group, one of my girls, Lourdes, I think, commented and posted all of the um, new cast. I am so excited. There's a full cast, all the photos in Parade Magazine. Um, There's a hearing impaired. There's a sick contestant. I hope I'm saying that right. S-I-K-H. There's two relatives of survivor contestants. Um, There's a woman over 60 years old. I'm so excited about this, by the way, because I said this last time that I have to, I want it to not be like just like hot and young people. I like it when they're all over the place in terms of age and and type. So there's... um, I mean, there's a bunch, a bunch of people. Like, I don't, I, I don't know if there's anything else that I need to say about it, but you guys can go check it out. They look different. They're so diverse. Their ages are all over the place. They, some of them look like surfers. Some of them look like hippies. Like they're all, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm really, really excited about Big Brother because I told you guys I am in on it this season. I am in on it and I'm excited about it. Um, That being said, you guys, make sure to join the Facebook group so you can continue the conversation. Thank you so much for subscribing, liking, commenting below, and of course, giving a thumbs up. And then also, um, if you are listening to the audio version, because I know people still do that on Spotify or on podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, please give a five-star rating and a nice review. It's always so lovely to see that. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk more about Real Housewives of New York. I am halfway through the episode because I was at the movie last night, so I didn't want to talk about it yet. Uh, Lots of you guys are really loving on Jenna. All I know is from the first half of the episode, Jessel is so annoying. I I cannot. I can't with people like that. I can't with people like that. Okay, you guys. Thank you so much, dosers. You're always such a breath of fresh air. Thank you, and I'll see you guys manana. Hi, guys. Okay, I'm going to get this episode up. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.